Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. Let's take our seats, but I'd love to invite my wife Mary Lynn up to come and share the journey of uh, what's happening. And it's so awesome to have her here after a major operation on a thyroid. Thanks, Dale. Do you want to share? Hey, everybody. <laughs> it is so good to be back. I really miss church. I missed being here and, and particularly worshipping with you. It was yeah. just, uh, just so much has happened in a short space of time. Um, just to let you know, if you weren't here uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, um, I told everyone that I was going off to have uh, surgery on my, my thyroid and uh, that there had been... Uh, I was having difficulty swallowing... And, and then um, and singing and sort of breathing. There was just... Some, I could feel something in my throat. And um, so anyway, after many tests, they found that I did have some growths there that uh, needed to be removed. And um, it wasn't until uh, they had the full picture that I wanted to be able to share with you the whole story. So once I'd had the pathology test results, um, it showed that... Um, one of those um, cysts actually had cancer in it. And so that's why they had to act so quickly to get uh, to take my thyroid out. But the good news is I am very, very grateful. Thank you um, also for those that have given us meals and flowers and visits and phone calls and, and um, texts and are praying for me because um, as a result, I've got a really good clear bill of health from the doctors. Praise God. I have a lot, yeah, I have a lot to be thankful for and I'm really grateful for your prayers but for what God has done because this this, uh, uh, cyst was, was bigger but within that cyst the cancer was smaller than they anticipated and it was very in, um, contained and so there's a, the prognosis is very, very good <laughs> so that it's gone and, and I really praise God for, for his hand and I felt to go ahead quickly with this um, surgery and, uh, and I I'm, I'm, uh, praise God that uh, there was a few things that you prayed for and all of those were answered. I um, I'm happen to be allergic to all four of the main pain reliefs that they offer. Anything that is opium-based, I'm allergic to it, like highly allergic to it. And then I'm also a bleeder. So, like, there was a few things that, that were, um, you know, I needed to go to Brisbane, I needed special care, and that was completely taken care of. Also, this kind of operation, I've got a neat little scar under there. Well, not so neat at the moment, but... Um, Anyway, they um, could have damaged my vocal cords. That was quite easy to do. But as you can hear, all of that, all that, I've been healed, I've been protected, I've been watched over, and I'm just so grateful. And I just praise God, I give him all the glory because I know I felt his presence, I felt the power of his love, I felt in the hospital, wherever I was, the people that I met, I was able to share with so many people. It just, it's like another door another that's opened up that I've never actually walked through before. And, and it's amazing what, what, uh, what God's able to do, even through stuff that goes wrong, hey? Because <laughs> he's got it all under control and he's won the victory and he's done a great job. So thank you, thank you for your love and your prayers. And uh, God's been very, very good to us. Let's give a big hand. Great to have you back with us. God bless you. 
as you're aware, she's still on rest time and having a sabbatical for the uh, uh, foreseeable future, just for the next uh, month or two, so that she can really get refreshed and restored. That's going to be good, but hard, because she loves to do everything. But uh, so uh, keep praying for uh, strength to come back and for everything to uh, be fully restored. God is so good and you can launch out. I preached a passionate message three weeks ago and then we leave here and get the news about that. And I'm thinking, Lord, you're in charge. And like I preached last week, God's a good God regardless of what we face and what happens. He's still a good God and he works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And uh, as we... uh, I just want to share some vision and faith and encouragement today as a church we launch into um, this year uh, fully even though we've had uh, five or six weeks already everyone's on holidays and getting back in but I believe this year's a year of destiny and favor I believe that we're going to see God do some amazing amazing things and I shared a prophecy of Dr. Michael Maiden um, three weeks ago here at church and uh, really really impacted me and uh, he's a well-known prophet. We heard him in Brisbane uh, last year and we were so impacted. And these are some of the words of the prophecy that God gave him for this year. 2017, the year of the great move of God. God is a predestined appointment with mankind in 2017. This year will be the 500th anniversary of the Reformation when uh, Martin Luther had the revelation of grace and started to see some breakthroughs and transformation. This year also marks the 50th anniversary of the charismatic uh, move of God and revival. Countless millions of lives have been dramatically affected by these incredibly important historical moves of God. As we remember, celebrate and reflect on the eternal consequence of these moves of God, I hear the Holy Spirit whispering to our hearts that God is not done and that heaven has appointed this year as the time for the next great move of God on the earth. And I've felt for uh, the last 18 months, God's been building things. And this year, we're going to see some significant breakthroughs happen in our church and across the nations of the earth. Because things are happening so fast. There's conflict, there's strife, there's rapid change. But God is not on the sidelines. He's right in the middle. And He's going to bring about His glory. This is a year of divine convergence. When God brings people and things together... It's also the beginning of a glorious season of deliverance from delays that have discouraged the hearts of so many of God's wonderful children. That's right, the delay is over and things are coming together for God's precious people. Yes, in the chaotic world we live in, this will be a year of confusion, conflict and even war. But in the midst of all that confusion, God will begin to do great things in all the earth. I am praying for your strength to be renewed. I pray for your vision to be restored and I pray for your destiny to be released. All I can say is get ready, God's on the move in 2017. Yeah, let's give God praise. I believe God's stirring our hearts, lifting our vision. And don't get discouraged by all you see on your television screens and all the craziness that's happening. There will be darkness increasing on the earth, but the light of God's presence is going to rapidly transform and run very powerfully. I've been in ministry now over 40 years and I was um, involved at the tail end of the charismatic move and saw some great things happen and God spoke to me 16 months ago, one Friday morning as I was walking here praying, he said, get ready for the next move of God. He showed me some things that are going to happen and what the prophecies and what the stirrings are now is what God showed me 16 months ago as I walked up and down the aisle here one Friday morning. So I believe this year is a significant year of stepping up and stepping forward. One of the key scriptures God gave me years ago and I want to share it again it's a prophetic scripture for our church 
church and our um, community. Jeremiah 33 verses 3, 6 and 9. It says, Call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. How's your eyesight? Can you read that? Well, some of you can. I see others trying to borrow each other's glasses. That's okay. Verse 6. Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to it. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. Verse 9, then this city will bring me renown, joy, praise and honour before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it and they will be in awe and will tremble at the abundant prosperity and peace I provide for it. Now, that prophetically originally was written for Jerusalem. But about the year after I came here, about 14 years ago, a Friday night prayer meeting, God spoke to me so clear and said, that's prophetically for Jerusalem, but if you want to, you can claim it for Harvey Bay in this region. I remember I reached up my hand as a symbolic act and said, I'll take that by faith. And as soon as I did that, something exploded in my spirit. And that verse, it rings in my heart every time I see the news saying, we've got more crime and more this and more that I said God that might be what's happening now but you've said this is going to change and people are going to hear of the good things you're going to do in this church and in this city and that's growing and developing and I believe you've got to have some prophetic words that direct your life they give you vision and hope and it says that it will bring me renown joy praise and honor before all nations on earth that hear of all the good things I do for it and I believe God's doing good things and we're going to see so much more come. So you need a vision. What's a vision? It's what we see. What do you see before you? In your own personal life, what you see will determine what you head towards. If you see fear and pain and doom and gloom, guess what? You're not going to face this year with excitement. But if you lift your eyes and see God's goodness, His grace, His power, His help, His turning around things, then you will see. And, and we see for our church, transforming lives for good. That's not an original statement. Many churches and organisations use it. But uh, our vision statement has been to transform Harvey Bay and beyond with the life and power of Jesus. But we want to simplify some of these statements now so that you can remember it. If you get too long a statement, you go into some organisation, say, you've got to learn our mission statement. It's about 463 words long. You think, no way am I going to... You go in and they've got pages of it on the wall. We want to make it simple and clear. Transforming lives for good. Transforming people. That means to be totally changed, given life, freedom, salvation, hope, forgiveness. That's what God's been doing now for decades in this church, but we're stepping up to another level of that, and I believe we're going to see more and more increase and transformation. Our mission statement, how do we achieve this? It's great to have a vision, and that could be something that's just grand and an ideal or a dream, but then we need a mission. How are we going to achieve this? We're going to transform lives through the love and power of Jesus Christ. It's not how clever we are or how educated we are or how much money we've got. It's Jesus that changes our life and it's Jesus that's going to change the families and the people in our neighbourhood, in our community, in our schools, in our nursing homes, in our hospitals. It's the life and power, the love of power of Jesus Christ. And many come and they feel that. They get transformed by it. 
We're not just a church that's going through and singing some nice songs and, and having a nice atmosphere and say, oh, I love going to church. We're people that are about being transformed by Jesus and then transforming our world in our community in all that we do. Transforming our community with a message of hope. So our mission strategy, our blueprint, we're going to transform our community with a message of hope and love. And one of the ways we do is by developing a spiritual home with seven key aspects. We want our church to be a spiritual home. We want to be a place where people feel safe, loved, cared for, can contribute, can grow, can flourish, can thrive, not just survive. It's terrible when you're in a job and you survive, but when you're in a job you love, you thrive. You can't wait to get there. You can't. There's creativity, there's ideas, there's uh, teamwork. And our church, we want it to be a place where people thrive and flourish, grow where we're planted. Don't be always wishing it better somewhere else. If you were brought up in a challenging home, sometimes as kids you think, oh, I wish I had that house down the road. Those kids seem to have it all. They got more money and they got more this and they've got the swimming pool and we don't. And as a kid, you can always be thinking it's better there. I've learned in life, if you put God first and you got your heart right, it's better here because you flourish and grow where you're planted and then other people get envious of us. The Bible says that you're blessed. You're so blessed when you honour God, it says you become enviable by others because they say, how come you've got peace and hope and blessing and favour? That you have courage to face the challenges. We become envied because of God's blessing and we partner with it. And I believe God's going to help us to be a place of love, of care. And so we've had our Bayside acrostic and we haven't changed that. So we haven't changed everything. We've just simplified some things and made it simple to understand. So our Bayside Acrostic, B stands for Bible Believing. We are based on the Word of God and truth. We're not on philosophy. We're not on the latest book. We're not on the latest trend. We are Bible-based foundation. That's why we preach it, teach it, live it, memorize it, train our kids, do whatever. We are Bible-based in all that we are and all we do because the Word of God reveals truth and it reveals God and it reveals His plan for our lives. And we want to just assure you we are Bible-based. The A stands for always generous. That's why we take a couple of minutes around the offering each week. Not to try and get your money so the church can survive and we'll have the lights on next week. We're here about generosity because it's the way God's created us. And I thank God for the generosity of our church, not only with finance, but with your heart, your time, your gifts, you're sharing. Some people get up early on Sundays to come and practice. They uh, come early to open up and they come early to get the stuff ready for the kids. There's so many people serve in voluntary capacities. So many people are involved because we're always generous in our love, our finances, our sharing, our sowing of seed. And I want to encourage us, let's keep doing that. Because one of the great signs of a move of God is generosity. When the book of Acts happened and the church all of a sudden exploded, it says there was great grace upon them all and they all bought what they had to share it with others. And it, it makes the amazing statement there was no needy persons among them. Wow, wouldn't that be awesome to live in a church in a city where there was no one needy anymore? You think that's impossible. No, it's not. If it happens, if it's happened, it can happen again where we share what we have. Y stands for? Yes to the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen. We need to say that together. Y stands for? 
yes to the Holy Spirit. I want us to say again to affirm, we're going to make room for the Holy Spirit. We're going to listen to His voice. Whether you're at home and praying about your family relationship, you're going to listen, Holy Spirit, what do I do today to bring peace into my household? In your workplace, Holy Spirit, how can I help that person who's going through pain and trial? How can I respond to that manipulative, controlling person? You are saying yes to the Holy Spirit wherever you live, whatever you do. You say yes when he nudges your heart to share Christ with someone. You say yes when he says, why don't you pray or why don't you share some food with that one? Why don't you step up and use your gift in a voluntary capacity to go and help a transformation? Why don't you say yes and come and help in our kids' ministry? Why don't you say yes, say, I could drive a bus and get some more kids to church or to youth on Friday nights that may never, ever hear about Jesus unless someone jumps in the bus and picks them up. Wow. Yes to the Holy Spirit. We say yes by our worship, by our songs, by our prayer. We just say yes, yes, yes. Some of us have been saying, well, I'm not sure if that's the Holy Spirit or not. I believe God's going to teach us more and more so that you listen and know the voice of the Spirit and just respond to it. Get it clear. Often he's trying to help us. He's our counsellor. He's our helper. We don't let him help us. Because we think we're better at it. And we just don't always know that it's the Holy Spirit nudging us. We're a Pentecostal church where lives are saved, healed and empowered. I was talking to someone uh, recently who's been in our church for about 12 months. And they went back to the old church they used to go to where they'd been for years. And they were still adjusting to settling into our church, building new friends and I'll just go back and see the old church. And they went back. It's a great church. They went there for a couple of weeks, catch up with friends, and then they realized that hardly anyone's been saved there for two years. And all of a sudden, they realized they'd become comfortable. We're on the stretch, but people are coming to Christ. Their lives are getting changed. Gets a bit messy and stretching. But we wouldn't have it any other way when people are coming to Christ, being transformed, praying and believing for the breakthroughs. S stands for service. Wow, service. Some people, when I say the word service, some people think just hard work. Yeah, I've been a servant to my family for years and they just take me for granted. Or I've been serving this church for 20 years and sometimes I feel like I'm overlooked. Service is a great word of sharing what you've got and then God keeps giving you more. You're just letting the river flow. You're not stagnant, you're letting the river of life flow and that's the joy of service. We're created to love and serve Christ by serving others. I stands for inclusive. All nationalities, all ages, and all backgrounds. That's a family. Grandparents, parents, kids, youth, young marrieds, singles, older folks. We're a family. Look around. We have all ages in our church and I just thank God for being a big family. A big family where you feel loved. And when Mary Lynn's gone through this uh, challenge, you, you just realize how valuable the family of God is. How much we're truly loved with where people text us and, and uh, send food and we just love one another. How awesome to belong. If you're not really connected, I encourage you to get more connected so you can get the value of belonging to the family and the overflow that you can be a blessing to someone else. How awesome it is, the family of God. D stands for discipleship, where we teach, train, mentor, coach, give an example by our lifestyle. 
Thank God for the mums and dads in the faith here. Thank God for the passionate brothers and sisters to others in the family of God. Thank God for those who get beside and mentor new Christians. For those that are there to pray and support. You mightn't be an upfront person here, but boy, you pray for people. You love people. You, you share what you have. You, there's some people come here every Sunday and their greatest goal is to find someone they don't know and make sure they feel welcome. And there are new people in our church every week. Why don't you come five minutes early and say, Lord, I want to meet someone that I've never met before. You say, I'm not that sort of extrovert. If you love people, love overcomes your fears. Get with someone who is an extrovert and just tag along with them. That's the easy way. That's what I used to do when I was young. I'd get with an extrovert and just hang along and they didn't reduce me to everyone. Then I'd end up building connections. Other people stay deliberately for 10 minutes after the service and they make sure they find someone new and they take them out and say, can I sit down and have a couple with you today? Because you get to meet people and all of a sudden their stories bless you and your story bless it. You go home thinking, that was awesome at church. You loved the worship and the word, but you loved because you connected with someone and you knew that God used you to touch their lives. How awesome is that? And many of you, that's what your goal is. And so we work together. Discipleship and E4, evangelism. We're not going to keep this good news to ourselves. No, we're going to shout it out. We're going to let our community know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. We're going to share the good news any way we can. And let's do that with all of our hearts. There are so many desperate people with desperate needs all over our city. Oh, the needs are getting greater. The brokenness is everywhere. And we've got the good news. Jesus is good news. And we're going to keep living that out, sharing it any way we can. 2017, one of our key goals is to significantly strengthen the core of our church. What's the core of our church? That's the, the strength, the centre. And that's not just, we did a survey amongst some people end of last year. And uh, we said, what's the core, man? And they said, well, that's the pastors and the key leaders. The core is much greater. It's all those that are partners. It's all those who serve on teams. It's all those that come regularly and give prayer and financially. It's everyone who says we really belong and we're going to contribute and be a part of it. This year, we want to see the core of our church grow. We want to see it increase. We're going to teach in, um, those seven aspects of church life more. Our goal is to double the number of Bayside Church Partners to at least 250. We've got, we got hundreds come to our church, but there's only about 130 people, well, 125 are actually signed up partners. That's partly our journey because we haven't taught on it much lately because we've been rewriting it. We've finished rewriting it. So the next few months, we're going to teach a lot on how can you become a partner? How can we really contribute? How can I feel that I belong and flourish? And we're going to teach into that and, and so that we can really grow. And we want to equip and release everyone to fulfill God's call on your lives. Oh, how, what a joy it is when you find your niche and you love and serve. If you're a hospitality person, you just can't wait to have someone over to, to bake a meal and bless them. If you've got a heart for kids, you can't wait to get into find some kids and teach them God's love and truth. If you're an evangelist, you just love sharing God's love with others. If you're an administrator, you get so frustrated when it's not organized. Yeah. All the administrators say, oh, yes. But don't get frustrated. Get in and make some changes. The thing you get most frustrated about is often the area of gifting you're meant to be helping in. 
You can become a murmurer or a complainer where you say, I'm going to get involved and help make a difference. It's so true. You think about it in your house. If you're the organizer and your, your husband or your kids or wife or your kids aren't, guess what? That's your constant frustration. But God's given you that gift, not so you can do it all, but you can show by example and help build that strength into other people's lives. If you've got an evangelistic heart, you're saying, why aren't we winning more people to Jesus? Why aren't you going and inviting them? Because you're the one that's frustrated about it. <laughs> why don't people pray here more? Well, it's because you've got the heart and whatever you get frustrated with is often the thing God's saying you need to be involved with. How awesome is that? It's so simple. But how awesome is it when you get involved and you start to flourish with it and you think, wow, this is such a great church. Why? Because you've found your place of connection and service and you find out where you belong, why you belong and the joy of being part of His amazing, amazing family. We're going to teach on what does a Christian look like and how do they live in 2017 this year. Take the principles from God's Word, but how does that, how does Christianity look in 2017 in our crazy, rapidly changing world? And we're going to do some teaching into that. Ephesians 4, 11 to 16 says, So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip the people for works of service that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and crafters of people in the deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow up to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is, Christ. From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Verse 16, we're going to explore how do we live that out today in 2017. We want to teach and discover and find out ways, how can we truly fulfill that verse? Because let me tell you, if we fulfill that verse as well as possible, let me tell you, this church will grow rapidly and our city will be greatly, greatly blessed to a much greater measure than we've even seen up to now. Because that's how the body of Christ works. I remember Pastor Andrew Evans, who used to be our national leader for many years, he said, if I could just get most of the people in our church functioning and doing that verse, we would have a great revival over our city. He said that when he had a few hundred in his church. I think there's 6,000 in their church now because that was the key thing. He said prayer and mobilizing the people to find their niche and just doing it was the greatest way to bring a great move of God. I thought, that's simple, isn't it? We can all do that. And that's what God's, we're going to help discover that together. So what are some of the key areas of focus for 2017 as a church? I've already shared number one, we're going to strengthen the core of our church through partnership, serving, helping people to understand and discover how can we really serve and grow together in a church like this. Then secondly, by training and releasing more leaders and volunteers. Even with Mary Lynn stepping back for a couple of months to get refreshed and have a sabbatical and others have stepped up straight away. Within days, say, I'll help there, I'll help there. I thought, wow, isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing how God uses and turns things around for good and we want more and more people to step up 
and just to lovingly serve, be on rosters. It's often just once a month to serve on a frontline team. Say, oh, I haven't got enough time to serve. If you're coming to church already, you just got to come 15 minutes or half hour earlier and, and serve. And ha- what a joy it is to be able to do that together. And I believe God's going to help more and more people step up. Life groups, small groups. I call it LIM. We're going to have some limbs this year. LIM, more life groups, more interest groups and more ministry groups. Interest group, more life groups. So we're already going to start some. There's a new Pioba life group starting. There's a young marriage one starting with uh, Pastor Peter and Emma. The families group is getting uh, uh, relaunched. Uh, we want to get a mother's group going and uh, want to keep strengthening our interest groups. We've got so many uh, groups of people, our fishing and, and all sorts of things. <clears throat> Tim's got a motorbike, so he gets hangs out with some of the motorbike people. And we want to get more and more interest groups. We've got craft groups that sew for missions. There's so many areas we want to just have people. Because when you're involved in a small group, something happens in your life. You get make friends quickly. You get an, on, a, on a team of serving. So we've got life groups. We've got interest groups and we've got ministry groups. So our, our life group team, the morning tea ladies out there, they become great friends. You go out there and they're chatting away and it's amazing what happens when you just join, join together in all of those areas. Jesus spoke to the Apostle Peter three times in John 21. Remember Peter had denied Christ and Jesus dies, rise again and weeks later he goes down the beach and has breakfast with Peter. The breakfast he will never forget. And he says, Peter, do you love me? Three times. And Peter says, yes, I love you. And there's a whole journey. We haven't got time to preach. But listen to Jesus' response after Peter said, I love you. He said, feed my lambs. Take care of my sheep and feed my sheep. Wow, here's Peter, one of the great apostles he was going to build the church on. And his revelation from Jesus to help change his world was to love people, take care of them, minister to them. And as we do that, healthy things grow. So the more healthy our families are, the more healthy our lives are, the more healthy our marriages are, the more healthy our teamwork is, it grows and other people just can't help but get drawn in and want to be a part of it. How awesome is that? Healthy things grow. A few other exciting things are happening. Our Bayside Community Men's Shed is finally happening. Woo! We've been talking about it for three years. Hey, Matt. <coughs> and we were trying to work out how we could raise money to build a men's shed across the road. Well, guess what? We've discovered after we've renovated here, we've got a couple of half-empty containers. And so we're cleaning out the, the back shed, the double garage that had storage stuff with gear for kids' church and others. Some of that's out of date. The rest we're going to shuffle it all around, and we've got a men's shed already here, which we just didn't see. How awesome is that? Sometimes the thing's right under your nose, and you don't even see it. But it's the right time, it's there. So we're setting up a Bayside Community Men's Shed, and we're having our breakfast, men's breakfast, in two weeks' time, and Saturday when we're going to launch the vision for our men's shed, and we'll go and show all the guys in the church what's happening, and uh, Matt and Tony and Jamie and some of the others, we're going to open it up on Friday nights, so when Dad's come and drop their kids off for kids club or youth instead of going home and having to come back an hour later 
an hour and a half later, you can stay and have a barbecue and catch up with all the guys and bring your mates. And so we're going to have a men's shed happening on Friday nights. We'll also have, uh, get some valiant manhood courses and other things happening. So it's going to be awesome, Matt. And the guys already there started cleaning it out. So let's give them a hand for their vision. Woo! We want to reach the men of our city and we want to just make a place of connection because the women get together for coffee and the men just get busy doing their own lives and don't hang out enough and we don't grow and disciple one another. So that's changing this year. We're going for it. So that's going to be an exciting adventure together. Also, this year, Easter is on the 14th to the 16th of April. For about three or four years, God has been stirring my heart. You need to reclaim Easter. And you need to get a hold of it and bring Christ back into Easter. We're doing okay with the carols by candlelight and getting Christ back into Christmas. <clears throat> but Easter, most people just go away on holidays camping. And we've, we've abandoned this amazing time that we can transform and bring Christ back into the center of one of the greatest things that's ever happened to humanity on this earth. So we're going to have an Easter encounter. We have our, we've got uh, Guest speaker Paul Geeling from IC Church, and he's a man of God, moves in the power of the Spirit. He's preached here. He's going to come, and we're going to have um, just a couple extra meetings on Friday and Saturday nights. The Hymn Fest is on the Wednesday, so it's going to have a whole week of Easter celebrations with Hymn Fest on the Wednesday. Thursday night, we're going to put on The Passion of the Christ, a free movie, and then just invite people to come and have a free movie here on the Easter message. And then Good Friday service and Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday, we're just going to have a great celebration. It's at the end of the school holidays. So go away and have your holiday beforehand. Then come back and let's blitz our city. And we'll do a family event down the park and witness and share Jesus with our community. Let's believe that we can reclaim Easter. I want to sow that vision that there's so many people don't even know what Easter means. They've got no idea. Some have got no idea it's got anything even to do with Christ or the church. Because we've abandoned it. We've made it a long weekend for a holiday instead of a place to present Christ in the center of what he's done on the cross and rose again. So we're going to step out and do what we can. And my goal is to set it up so that we can have over the next coming years a great Easter celebration encounter event here. Next year we're planning to get some bands here. And Easter Fest used to happen in Toowoomba. It's, it's died. So we want to uh, have an exciting event here in Harvey Bay so we can present Christ to our community. Yeah, let's go for it. Hallelujah. So we're going to start this year. Home for the Harvest. Wow. We've been on this amazing adventure with Home for the Harvest. And we've been uh, seeing, raising funds, and we've been transforming our community. Years ago, God gave us a vision for a building more than twice the size of this on our property. And we, we desperately need it. When we, have a, when we have a combined service like we did our Christmas concert, when we do other events, it's just crowded. Like you see, we're, we're not full, but we're, uh, there's, it's comfortably full with uh, some seats up the front here and sides. But we have a second service as well where people come in and start filling up. Then we have a night service. We need a bigger facility. So home for the harvest this year. We want to pay off the rest of our loan. There's only $63,000 to go on the loan we had for here. And thank you for your generosity. We're paying that down. We're finalizing our plans and just retweaking them with the uh, different changes that have happened. So we're getting that ready to happen. And, uh, and then we're going to, in the next few months, we'll pay off our loan. And then we're going to start saving up for a deposit. We'll start launching that to a greater level. I'd love to start building as soon as possible. As soon as possible. 
You know, we've got to raise some money. We've got to see God's provision. It's probably going to be about a $3 million project. And people say, <gasps> most of us live in homes that are worth three or $400,000. So a $3 million project isn't that big when you've got five or 600 people in a church. And God's going to make ways to do it. He's going to show us how to do it. And I believe as we do all we can, He's going to help us do what we can't. And God's promised that. So it's going to be a stepping up for some of us to another level of giving, of sowing. And I believe God's going to send the people to provide, just like He did for our Sovember project. Can we have the next slide on the uh, update on finance? Have we got that one uh, there? Let's see. No, we've, we haven't got that one. There's another one there on update of finances. And uh, we owe 63000 on our loan. And uh, we, uh, our budget is about 14600 a week to function with all of our uh, ministries and staff and all the costs of insurance and electricity, whatever. And God's been blessing us and there's been so much generosity. The last few months we've been just bouncing along on budgets, sometimes a bit below because we've had some really good people that have either moved away or retired last year that were great givers. So there's new people coming we're meeting budget, but sometimes a bit below. And I believe that God's going to just stir hearts to step up and fill that gap and to increase. Because we want to not do less. We want to do more. We want to equip more people to get into our schools and our old people's homes and, and, and plan. And we need resources to do that. And so we want to thank you for all that are giving. And we just pray and believe for that to grow and increase. Our Sovember project, $32,500 raised in November. Tim's ordered the speakers. They'll be arriving in the next week or two and we'll get them up and get the whole progress happening there. So we want to thank God for His provision. We've got about $79,000 in our general account. 22000 of that belongs to Sovember because we've already paid out a $10,000 deposit. So we're in a healthy financial position, but we want to keep growing and increasing. So thank you for your generosity and sowing into His kingdom. A couple other things we just want to... Uh, Worship and prayer ministry, we want to see that continue to grow in the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. Our uh, worship and prayer ministry, thank God for Carrie Ann and all the amazing team that do our worship leading and team and, and, and uh, Sylvia and all the prayer teams, prayer on Tuesday mornings at 9.30, Friday mornings at 6.30. Other groups meet in homes and we want to thank you for your worship and prayer and we're hungry for more of the Holy Spirit. Bayside Transformations, what an amazing story that is. Tina and, and all of the uh, incredible team there, they're believing to buy that property or get given it or something where they are. Let's see what God will do. <coughs> and expanding and uh, so the great vision and uh, breakthrough. So we want to say awesome transformations of people who go through the program, all those who help. Today there's a table out there. You can sign up for the fun run next Saturday or you can sign up to be a volunteer and be interested in helping out um, down there. Also, our Bayside kids, youth, young adults, young at heart, Sozo Ministries, all that we want to see them grow in strength and increase. We need more people involved. We want to just believe for favor to reach into our schools, our old people's homes. The Sozo Ministry is a healing ministry where people's lives are healed and set free. And uh, Bevan and Carol lead that, and it's a great ministry. We've got a counseling room over in the uh, house across the road and it's great to see what's happening there so if you're interested in any of these areas of ministry after the service we've got a volunteer sign-up table out there and if you're interested say hey i'd like to check this out or i'd like to help out in a 
life group or I've got an interest group I'd love to see. Could we get some of these pet people together? Can we get all the artists together and let's have an awesome group? Can we get this happening? And uh, we've got Steve and Ann Radcliffe here. Some of you don't know Steve and Ann. They come from Toowoomba a few months ago and they're sports chaplains. He's been a motorsport chaplain and a rugby league chaplain. And you've been the Queensland coordinator of sports chaplaincy. We're doing some training in our church here in April to try and release chaplains to all of our sporting clubs across the city. How awesome would that be? You might be a retired sports person and Matt's been the surf life-saving chaplain for the last three years and he's handing that over so we need someone to pick that up because he wants to do men's shed. And there's so many doorways in hospitals and prison and you say, wow, I reckon I could do that. So I encourage you, we need some more bus drives and RE teachers into our uh, schools. We've got so many doorways helping the poor and needy so if you're interested and you're not serving on a set team or you're interested in maybe another area, pop out and see Tim. Big Tim's going to be out there, my son, and, uh, and others. And so you can uh, sign up there. And uh, we need more with Kids Club and Kids Church. What a doorway we've got there. Pastor Doug and Becky are helping out, coordinating that for the first part of this, uh, turn, this uh, year because Dan's on his honeymoon and coming back. But there's already some people showing interest, some more adults in helping there. We just got so many doors of opportunity and favor that God's given. So I encourage you to head out there, have a chat to the team out there, pastoral care, nursing homes, join the team. Flourish where you're planted. When I was praying last night, these are the words God gave me don't hide any longer. I thought, oh, oh. Don't hide. How easy is it to hide? We hide behind our fears, we hide behind our busyness. And there are seasons when you've got a pile of young kids and babies in the house, you haven't got a lot of time to go and do other stuff. But we've all got seasons, and I believe God's saying for some of us, don't hide any longer. Just offer what you have and are and see what God will do with it. And I believe God's calling us to, to step up, to flourish where you're planted. If you do sign up for volunteers, there's a blue card and volunteer agreement form, and we can do some uh, training and help you. And, First of all, I want to say thank you to all who already serve. All who already serve. If you already serve on any sort of team or leadership or group in our church, just stand for a minute. I just want to honor you. Anyone who serves in transformations, life groups, frontline teams, everyone who serves in any regular capacity on a team, just stand up because we want to say a huge, huge thank you. Let's give them a really big hand. Say thank you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Lord, bless them and encourage them, strengthen them as they continue to serve. And I pray you'd raise up another whole group and we would double the number of people serving this year, Lord. Double the number of volunteers. Double the number of people that are saying, yes, I'm involved, I'm committed. Double the people that are saying, I'm going to share God's love with our community. Double the people that are going to care for the sheep, feed the sheep, teach and love and care and nurture and disciple. Lord, double it, we pray. Lord, we believe you will double it in every way. Lord, we thank you for your provision. You would double the finances. Lord, you would double the anointing. You would increase us to overflow for your kingdom's sake. Oh, God. It's a year of destiny and favor. And the scripture I shared last week I want to finish with, Psalm 65:11 says... You crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Wow, let's say that together. Your, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. 
Let's stand together and let's claim that verse for our lives for this year. Maybe the year started off and you're saying, mate, we got some huge challenges. Like us, you end up with an operation or there's challenges in your relationships, your family, your finances. Your, there's opportunity, but you think, I don't know how I'm going to fit this in. And Why don't we claim that verse for all of our lives? You crown the year. Why don't you say you crown my year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. Let's claim that together. Let's say it again. You crown my year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. God, we declare that. Let's reach up to heaven right now. Lord, we declare that over our lives. We declare that over our families. We declare it over our church and over our city. We declare, Lord, that this year you would crown it with your goodness and your, our paths would drip with abundance, Father. Lord, where we lack, we would see your provision. Lord, where we need help, you would bring it to beside us, oh God. You would multiply our effectiveness, Father. You would bless our school chaplains. Lord, you would bless all those who serve. Lord, you would stir others to say, yes, I could join in. I could join in. I could help there. I could pray. I could join a morning tea team. I could join a frontline team. Lord, I can help serve here or there and other areas we haven't even just thought about, Lord. You can bring some of the young mums together for a mother's group and all of a sudden we got 20 or 30 of them together sharing God's love. Lord, you can bring hundreds into our men's shed. Lord, we just pray there'll be a, a great outpouring of your spirit amongst the men of our city, oh God. Lord, bringing health and healing and strength and teaching them the ways of God. We thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. While I was preparing last night, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, this church is a well and a river. It's a well of living water where people come to drink. It's a well of living water where people come and experience His amazing presence. It's a well of hope where their lives bring hope. It's a well where their bodies, their minds, their souls are healed. It's a well where people are set free from addictions and strongholds. It's a well where we come and drink the living water that Jesus said. I will give you a living water that will become like an artesian spring within you, gushing fountains of endless life. And it's also a river. Because the outer innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. The best way I know to get living water is to say, Lord, here I am. I'm going to worship you passionately. I'm going to pray fervently. I'm going to serve diligently. I'm going to release what you've put within me and I'm just going to share it with another person. Lord, I'm going to get on a team and see what you can do. Because let me tell you, when you're part of a team serving, something happens. God just starts to strengthen, fill and overflow your life. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. 